Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label with the aim to take the mystery out of running a record label. And some of these questions we're going to be tackling over the next couple of weeks are super mysterious and some of them are, you know, maybe you've got them figured out. Who knows? Today we want to talk about, we want to ask the question, how do you price your records? And we're talking about digital um, at retail. We're talking about physical at retail. We're talking about wholesale. We're going to tackle all of that. Is this a question that I've been asked before? Yeah, I think so. I think when I do clarity calls, um, there's a question of pricing, whether it, it's for digital or, um, or if a record label is sending records to their local store on consignment. But to be honest, this specific question is a question that I asked just recently. I had a chance to ship a large order of records to Japan. Good golly, Japanese music fans are the best. Um, very grateful for them. I read recently, actually, I don't know if this is true. I got to find this out. But I read that like the Japanese music market is like, as big, almost as big as the U.S. market, which I it's kind of crazy. I don't know if that's true. I got to look into it. But for me, it is um, it is true. Anyway, so sorry for that tangent. I emailed a friend of mine who runs an incredibly awesome and successful record label called Inner Ocean Records and asked uh, my friend Corey, how much should I be selling these records for at wholesale? Because I didn't know. I, I knew my cost, but I just didn't know how much these retailers are used to paying. Anyway, I just wanted to out myself as this question today is entirely on me, but hopefully it helps some of you for when you have the opportunity to export a bunch of records to a faraway country or you're selling records to a national distributor or to your local record store or something as simple as putting stuff up on your own band camp. Now, before we dive in, what happens if you release a new record and out of nowhere this thing blows up? And you're selling records all over the world and domestically, and it shows, and you're losing track of how much money is coming in and how much the artist is owed. The artist is like, wow, my record is blowing up. Pay me now. Well, how crazy is it that this episode just so happens to be sponsored by a company who can help you keep track of all of your revenue? And that company is our dear friends, Infinite Catalog. They just so happen, this is completely random, to be today's sponsor. <laughs> is go to infinitecatalog.com to learn more about their super easy to use royalty accounting platform. They are real people, super friendly, and a super intuitive platform that a ton of record labels in our community use and rave about. Go to infinitecatalog.com to check it out. We're going to talk about how to price your albums, physical albums, and we'll talk about wholesale pricing as well. But there's three things to consider before pricing your records. By the way, I'll put the notes uh, from today's episode at otherrecordlabels.com slash pricing. That's otherrecordlabels.com slash pricing. There's three things to consider when pricing your records. I mean, I'm sure there's a million things, but the three I want to highlight today is number one, consider the costs outside of manufacturing in distro. So yes, um, when we're pricing vinyl, we know how much our distributor takes and PayPal. We, we kind of see our net after that. And we know we have to ship it. And so we're going to charge shipping on top of that. And we we usually know manufacturing, right? We we know that this record was manufactured for $12 each. We're selling them for $20, so our margin is $8. But also, we should keep in mind stuff like writing and recording and mixing and mastering and design and photography and promo. And so it's totally up to you on how you do your recouping and how you do your accounting. And this is also good advice for any of our independent artists who are listening to this. But when you're building in your price, 
Of course, to manufacture, it just costs $12. If it's a CD, maybe it just costs $3. But there are a lot of other like things, there are implicit costs that we don't see um, that we want to make sure that we kind of build into the price. It's easy to get excited about your gross revenue when you sell a big vinyl bundle for $50 on Bandcamp. But we have to keep in mind what our actual takeaway is from that sale. The second thing to consider when pricing a record is the concept of loss leaders. The fans who buy my vinyl are essentially getting them at cost. I mean, you know, there's a couple things here and there, but if you in, if you were to include like mixing and mastering and stuff and and recording and stuff, it's it's basically my fans are getting them. I'm I'm making like a very small margin on selling vinyl. And digital sales are like pure profit. And so they kind of help pay for the vinyl manufacturing, if that makes sense, even though they aren't buying man buying vinyl. Um, and the same thing with like my playlist passive fans on Spotify. They're not buying anything. They're not keeping anything other than just that moment of listening to the song. But that money helps the whole pie and it helps sometimes it helps pay for vinyl. So if I don't sell enough vinyl, well, hopefully I do better on streaming. Um, or maybe I do sell a ton of vinyl and I didn't do that well on streaming, if that makes sense. And so there's this concept of loss leaders. If you remember back in um, uh, Best Buy is a great example of a loss leader. Amazon has them as well. But a loss leader at Best Buy would be things like, um, you remember printers? Like they would sell a printer at a loss because they want you to keep coming back to buy ink where they had incredible margins. Same thing with cables. In fact, CDs used to be considered a loss leader for Best Buy because they wanted you to come in to buy the latest CD for $9.99. And then that time when you want to buy a TV or a washer dryer, you still go back there. And so that's the concept of the loss leader. And so the concept that some products that we sell exist to please a certain group of fans or customers, or even just to kind of uh, keep them connected to us, even if they aren't that profitable. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it brings in, remember last week we talked about um, that perceived value of what vinyl does or what cool looking tapes do, that people see that on social media and it reminds them to go to Spotify and listen to the music. And so that's in a way what a loss leader can be. And so keep that in mind with pricing is that maybe... You have a strategy, and we'll talk about this in a sec, a little bit deeper, but maybe you have a strategy where your vinyl release or your CD release doesn't need to make you a ton of money. There's an alternative uh, reason for why you're doing that. That's a loss leader. And number three, finally, is that there are different contexts that dictate different pricing. Different contexts dictate different pricing. That kind of feels like a little bit of a tongue twister. Live shows and in-person events are generally priced higher, which I think is okay. And they're also rounded to the nearest five or 10 to make it easier to pay in cash. Record stores, um, you may want to price cheap if your artist isn't well-known because you're competing against people who are choosing a Foo Fighter record or, or a, a Taylor Swift record. And so maybe you, wanted, if some, you want someone to take a chance on you and so you price it lower. So keep in mind that... Um, what I'm saying here is not like gospel truth. Like these are some recommendations, some prices that I've seen on average from all of the labels on our program and from what I've seen on Bandcamp, et cetera. Um, but sometimes that changes depending on where you're selling the records. Okay, let's get didactic and very specific here. Let's talk about pricing for digital. The $1 per song is a standard that iTunes set like well over 10 years ago. 
they actually increased it just before streaming came along, I think to $1.27. But that 99 cent thing kind of created an anchor, at least in our minds, for pricing. Uh, and remember that we got only 60% of that. So if you sold a $10 record, that was a 10 song record, $1 each. Or if you sold one song for 99 cents, you got about 66 cents from that. I generally, even though we don't, not too many people use iTunes music anymore, or I, I don't know, iTunes store, I generally stick to that as a starting point and then discount depending on the project. So for a five song EP, I'll probably do between three to $5. And for a full 10 song album, I'll usually do seven or $8. 75% of the time people actually pay more if you give them that option on Bandcamp, but that seems to be the most common price. And this varies based on the project. Keep this in mind. For example, an EP of demos or B-sides may cost less than a full-length record that's been in the works for a few years. You may want to weigh the customer's perceived value of this project along with your actual costs to, the, to produce it. I'll generally do singles uh, as free, and I know a lot of labels in our community do that, as opposed to trying to charge $1 for them. This is because I think these should be used as promotion, a loss leader. Surprisingly, people will still pay for a single on Bandcamp if you give them the option to, but I'd rather get the music out there than trying to collect a few bucks here and there. Before we move on from digital, these prices are with Bandcamp in mind where we can set our own prices. So that would also parlay into Big Cartel, Limited Run, Shopify, etc. If you have your own store. And of course, streaming, we don't necessarily control. So the $1 range in the digital world is kind of still $1 per song. is kind of like the anchor. And then you can kind of discount it depending on how much you want people to check out this record or, uh, or if it's like a super special record. I don't know. It's hard to kind of like imply any sort of scarcity to a digital album. So it's hard to raise the price there. But the dollar per song is kind of the the anchor we're all kind of used to. Although funny to know that that was what, like 10 to 20 years ago and like inflation hasn't affected that, right? Like inflation has affected everything else, but not music. That's kind of annoying. Okay, let's talk about pricing for physical. Let's start with cassettes. The standard is between $5 and $10. I think we should all be okay with pushing that over $10 just because they're small doesn't mean that they are cheap to make or should be valued as cheap. I mean, the music still takes the same amount of work as it does if it were pressed to vinyl. I think $10 is a good price at this point for cassettes. Um, you know, whether they're made from a manufacturer or they're made at home, I've seen major labels and big indies doing closer to $20 which I don't think is necessary, but teach their own. But I do actually think that these have been underpriced over the years. So this is just my opinion as an artist and a label um, and as a tape collector. I think we should be working towards pushing that price a little bit, but I'm seeing them anywhere between $5 and $10, depending on how cool everything looks, really. Vinyl, let's talk about vinyl. Vinyl varies a lot on the specs of the entire package. Is it deluxe with special inclusions like download cards, booklets, posters? Is it a color vinyl versus just black? Is it limited? Does the scarcity of only 100 copies allow you to charge more? Maybe it's a double vinyl, in which case, yes, it should cost more. Is it a short run of only 20 copies um, on lathe cuts? 
I think the lowest I see people charging for vinyl is maybe $15 or $14.99. That's USD, and that's pretty crazy. Good for them. Maybe if there's no special features and that label is pressing like 10,000 copies, they can make that number work. I kind of feel like $20 is the average. Special limited editions are closer to 26, 28. Keep in mind what I said off the top about context. If the artist is selling these at shows or you're selling them in your own shop, you may be able to charge a premium because you're serving customers who are actively searching for this record on vinyl. Whereas I may try to sell a few copies at $19.99 in my local record store, which is super low here in Canada, just to try to entice shoppers who have never heard of this artist. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like for them to be like, oh, this is a really cool looking record and it's like $10 or $5 cheaper than all these other records. If you're going through a distributor or shipping them overseas or a retailer is taking a cut, keep all that in mind. And keep in mind if this is a loss leader for your label or for the artist or for both, which again is okay, but loss leaders need to be planned. You can't be like, wow, we lost a lot of money on that project. Let's just call it a loss leader. Scott said we can call it a loss leader. <laughs> also keep in mind the laws of microeconomics and pause the treadmill for a second. This is important. Supply and demand is the laws of microeconomics. If supply is high and price is high, demand will be low. If supply is low and the price is low, then demand will be high. That's like not my opinion, that's science. So let me say that again. If supply is high and the price is high, then demand for this record will be low. So if you're selling it for $29.99 and you have 100,000 copies, there's not going to be a mad rush to buy this. However, if you're selling a record for only $20 or $19.99 and there's only 100 copies, then there's going to be a little bit more incentive for people to check out that record and make a purchase. So you've got to kind of find your sweet spot on that graph. If you remember your microeconomics lesson, see where you can plot yourself on that chart. And finally, wholesale. Wholesale pricing is really hard. The best case scenario is to ask them, what they normally pay and hope they don't try to take advantage of your inexperience. I can do that with my local record store because he has my best interest in mind as well. And he's a sweet dude. And I can just say like, what do you want to pay? Like, let's kind of pick a end price that we want the customer to pay and work backwards from there. Another thing is to ask uh, another record label, like I mentioned off the top, who does wholesale sales in your genre and in the same region as you, and who has maybe even sold to this particular reseller. I had that advantage and that was really helpful. And I, I was actually about to offer a super low wholesale price. As a general rule, retailers like an approximate 40% discount on the retail price. That's on the high end. Your local record store may not expect that much from you. But using that number, if you want to sell your vinyl record for $20, then the store or the distributor would expect to pay maybe 12-ish. If you sold CDs for $10, then they might expect to pay around $6. However, because the margins are smaller all around in the music industry, it might be closer to a 20% discount, in which case you could sell a vinyl record for maybe $15 or $16 wholesale and keep the retail price at around $20. These are just rough numbers to give you an idea. It's good to have two numbers in your head. What is your break-even number? We're talking about vinyl, remember. Uh, well, we're talking about wholesale, which is physical. So we're talking about vinyl, cassettes, and CDs. But it's a good to have two numbers in your head. 
What is your break-even number? Meaning, at what point does this become a loss? So for vinyl, that might be $12 per unit, let's say. And the other number you should have in the back of your mind is what your ideal retail price is for this record. What are you planning to sell it for on Bandcamp? As you might have noticed, records can have many different prices, depends on where you're selling it, when you're selling it, are, are your back catalog titles cheaper than your new release? It depends on what format it's on, the quantity and scarcity of the overall value of the package. As always with the things we talk about on here, there are really no rules. It's good for you to know what everyone else is doing, but if you want to sell your records at a loss or sell digital albums for $20, experiment. Use this episode to learn the rules and then try breaking them and see how it goes. Remember, you can get the notes from today's episode by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash pricing. That's otherrecordlabels.com slash pricing. And let our friends at Infinite Catalog help you manage your royalties and get your artists paid. And you can check them out at infinitecatalog.com. I hope you found this helpful and thanks for listening.